Fit for Life Radio, checking in here, year 2021, with your host, Gary. Gary, I am. I am Gary. (laughs) And I'm here with Will. I think that only works with my name. Will the Thrill. Will I am. Will I am. Oh, I stole it from you. Mm -hmm. And it it didn't work. Will I am. And Gary, I am. Oh my god. 2021. What a hell of a year. Mm. Last time y'all heard from us was before the world fell apart. May, maybe? Yeah, right before we we uh we got sidetracked. It yeah. show, it, it's actually a good example of uh when when you have lots of change how how it throws things off, our yeah. our habits, our consistency, and we had to shut down the gym. You know, and and just kind of figure all that out. So yep. and then everything else, fa- else falls by the wayside. But we're here with episode sixty-one, another one. We're going to be talking about your New Year's diet, New Year, New You, which a lot of people kind of crank it up. You just had your last uh, hurrah, glass of champagne and chocolate for New Year's after Christmas and the Thanksgiving and the entirety of twenty twenty. <clears throat> Yeah. Just eat your feelings in one night. <laughs> your snack. Your 2020 snack. Mm. Probably more than one snack, Mm-mm-mm. if we're being honest. So what we want to do is just shed some light, clear some air with kind of how to approach nutrition. Yeah. Like what, what should you do? And be- what should you not do? Yeah. That's what we're doing today. So we'll dive in on some lessons, which we've talked about before. A lot of this just reinforcing the same stuff. Um, But to begin with, understand that there's principles, right? Those are are what matter. Um, The principles for weight loss, healthy nutrition, ultimately... We'll just break it down because this isn't everyone's goal, but it's just something common that makes sense and we can compare stuff to is typically they want to lose some weight, right? Ideally, body fat. uh, Most people. We'll say like 90, 95% of people. That's what they come here for. So if you have a friend who did keto and lost weight, right, you're drawn to it. If you had a friend who went vegan and lost weight, you're drawn to it. Um, You know, we could go down the list of different diets, right? Um, Or if they did Nutrisystem, you know... Uh, macros, calories, counting, all that stuff. So realize that every single one of those different diets is just a different method, but they all work because of the underlying principles. So once you understand the principles, then you realize that a method you can you can make your own method right yeah it's 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 and you should or, or maybe one of those methods is perfect for you and when i say perfect for you it means it helps you achieve your goal and it's sustainable yep those are i mean that's your your biggest i guess um things to look for yeah kind of keep this up if you can't then there's no reason to do it for four weeks and then and then stop. just yeah it's not gonna work what what gets you there keeps you there so and then it's understanding, look, and we'll just pick on the keto diet because it's popular now. It's simple now. and easy, but yeah. And when you hear of one person who's like had a success with it and they're like, oh, I love this. It's so easy. It works for me. Realize that 
for every one person like that, there's like a thousand who it doesn't work for that you're not going to hear from. Yeah, they don't say anything for the most part. Yeah. They just when you know, read an ale and then move on. And, you know, when you're on social media, it's an echo chamber. No one's going to be on Reddit or Instagram or YouTube. No one wants to be on there talking about how it didn't work for them because then they're, typically you just get shamed, right? Yeah, Everyone that you it didn't work do it for, right. Yeah, you need to keto harder. Um, and then you just feel like a failure, right? And all this didn't, when in actuality, it's, you know what? That uh, cutting out and avoiding all those foods that are required wasn't enjoyable and thus sustainable for you. It doesn't mean anything's wrong with you. It just means no. you need to find a different method. Yep. And I, you'll see a lot, you know, with people that are successful, especially with, you know, Instagram and, and social media that, you know, when people are successful, they have that huge confirmation bias. They think, okay, well, this worked for me, so everybody needs to do this. And usually people will go through, like, stages of it, right, where, you know, you might feel like, I had success, everyone else needs to try this, this is the way. And then generally over time, I mean, there's some people that just stick with it, never change. You know, you realize, okay, well, this worked for me, but it might not work for everybody else, but there's stages to go through. So, you know, if you see people on wherever, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit, I don't care where you, where you look, um, that are saying that, just realize that they feel that way because they were successful and they don't realize that everyone else is, you know, different than they are. Um, and the only reason it worked for them is because it just fit, fit into their lifestyle, their personality, you know, their work schedule, you know, all of the above. Um, and you need to find that for yourself. And yep. it's going to be different than what it is for most people. Yeah. I mean, and if on my Instagram, I post all the time. Uh, and I even get that uniqueness of social media. At, at the end of the day, a lot of it, it's really just recording what you do, which is going to be that individual person's mm -hmm. method. And you can reach a lot of people who are going to be just like you. So for like, for me, I like to eat the same foods and pretty repetitive, uh, low variety. It makes things easier and works for me. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. It's just a method. You, yeah. No one has to do that. Um, you know, and, and that's something I always say. So it's really finding that method that helps you reach the principles. So what are those principles? Well, really, it just comes down to you have to create a calorie deficit, <clears throat> yeah. right? And again, a even that could be its own episode because yeah. well, maybe a lot of people be. be like, well, I was in a calorie deficit and I didn't lose weight. Then you weren't in a calorie well, deficit. then you weren't in a calorie deficit. <laughs> or what's more common is, and normally people that are really striving for that typically try to count calories. You could count calories wrong, right? For sure. You could be plugging in the wrong entries into MyFitnessPal. You could be just miscalculating a food wrong or you could be missing something out of you just didn't realize right like some yeah. people might not know that you know olive oil is calories right yeah, they and they don't count it healthy. or track it or or the, it's sneaky the sneaky calories or it's just a little bit i don't need to record so there's this. a lot that goes into that but physiologically you can't like to lose weight you have to be in a calorie deficit so what that means is you are getting less energy than your body needs, right? So some way, somehow. When you're losing weight, you're in a calorie deficit. So it's not, a calorie deficit is not a diet, right? No. It's, 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 it's a physiological thing. Um, so it's biology, right? Biology. Is, it, is that biology? Yeah, that's biology. I mean, yeah. I get everything's biology. <laughs> <laughs> I should have paid attention in biology class. Um, so, yes. Noun, when someone goes and does, okay, a keto diet, right? Keto, uh, as most people know it, 
So ketogenesis, which is what keto is short for, is technically when you get in a state, uh, a ketogenic state, which is where your body, typically you don't eat enough carbs, and our body runs on glucose, right? So, or it's a fuel for our brain. Our body prefers to use glucose for our brain, which is what carbs are after we eat them. They're converted to glucose. If we don't get enough glucose, our body can then create ketones, right? So then when we're in the state of creating ketones, it, then our body then burns ketones for our brain for fuel, preferentially. So that is where the ketogenic diet comes from. Now, here's the thing. Most people think... Um, they have, then they get in their head, they have to be in ketosis. in ketosis to burn fat, which isn't true. True. So, you know, that is kind of the basis of the ketogenic diet, where it came from. But now what it, what it is now, mostly, is it's people just, hey, let's cut out carbs. Yeah. Right? So most people probably aren't even getting in ketosis, because even if you still eat 20, 30, 40 grams, that can kick you out of ketosis. Especially, and if your protein's high, yeah. like everything can affect it. The other thing is you can also be eating 150 grams of carbs a day and be in ketosis if you're very lean, very low body fat after fasting for a certain amount of period. Um, so it's not as cut and dry either. It's just like eliminate all carbs. So, um, but the reason it works for weight loss and on a broad spectrum is because people cut out a lot of calories, right? So if you went from your normal diet and you're eating, you know, a pastry for breakfast with a sugar Starbucks drink, and then for lunch, you have a sandwich, uh, with some chips. And then for dinner, you have some spaghetti, right? Now, all of a sudden you're like, starting tomorrow, I'm going keto and you Keto says, okay, you can only have 20 grams of carbs or less a day, which means you're going to have to cut out a lot of your carbohydrate foods. You have so to now, change a lot of your food choices, exactly. too. So now all of a sudden, you cut out the pastry, you cut out the sugar in your coffee, you cut out the bread on your sandwich, you cut out the pasta at dinner. It's not that by itself any of those foods were bad. It's just that it was a lot of food, yeah. a.k.a. calories. So now you just had this sweeping general rule of no carbs, which means you cut out a lot of calories. And then for a lot of people, that's going to put them in a calorie deficit. Then you start losing weight, right? So, but, which is great. That's your goal. But then the problem is people are like, oh my gosh, the keto diet is magic. Yeah. Carbs were the problem. And it's just that no, too much food, too many calories were the problem. And those happen to be carbs for you. Exactly. So you could have just as easily kept all those foods in and ate smaller portions of them maybe to get in a calorie deficit. Um, yeah, you that's know, one of the easiest ones. You yeah. don't change anything except the amount of food you're eating. It's all the same stuff. Exactly. So that that's what it is. You That method, and then some people may do that, and then they're able to still eat you know bacon and butter and foods and still be in a calorie deficit, and then they enjoy that, and it's sustainable. Yeah, and they're fine. And they're they don't even think twice about an apple or a bagel, and they're they're fine. They're enjoying it. Whereas you could be like, oh my gosh, I would love to have a bagel with some cream cheese, and this is miserable. And yeah, and then well, you know, so yeah, it's probably not going to work well for you because then you're just going to eventually go back to all those foods, and you created no habit, no change. You just go back to your old habits, which was consuming too many calories. So you know, you just want to find the habits that help you get in a calorie deficit. Yeah, that's it. And a lot of it takes exploring too. So don't feel like, you know, if you try something and you, and you fail that it's bad, like, you know, 
I think between Gary and I, we've tried a lot of things um, over the years. Um, and you try them, you, you pick up things that maybe you did yeah. succeed with, um, and then things that you're like, man, I never want to do that ever again. Yeah. And that's just part of it, you know, like failing to move forward is, I mean, it's literally life, but mm-hmm. um, I know for you me, have to go through it. Yeah. For me, for example, like people will see how I eat now and, you know, plain, similar meals and, you know, actually lower fat, higher protein, higher carb, because uh, hi- higher protein, higher carbohydrate foods have more food volume, meaning there's l- there's less calorie density. So you get it, have a bigger plate of food for less calories uh, versus a higher fat diet. So if I like that food volume because visually and then in your stomach, yeah, you, you know, feel a little more full, it helps you feel more full. Um, but also on a different token, when I first started getting into fitness and doing all this stuff, I was I would actually do where, hey, I want to avoid eating those typical meals like chicken and rice. Why? I don't want to eat that. So I would get the little healthy cookbooks, you know, and that teach you how to make a, you know. Healthy lasagna. Yeah, healthy lasagna. (laughs) And like, you know, go get all the ingredients to make some recipe. And then you make it and it's not even that good that first time. And then even if you make it good, it's still a disappointment to the original. And then you're stuck with all these extra ingredients. And then every day you're... So when you're like, oh, this meal was good, I have to try another. And there's almost like pressure uh, to like... To always have something. To have to cook great. all these meals and think of something every single day, multiple times a day. And so for me, I realized, you know what? This fancy meal, cookbook, uh, healthy eating style. And it really started with like, I remember at the time when I started, there was uh, the South Beach diet. Oh, popular. yeah. And that, they always had the different products. Um, you know, like the different bars and then like cookbooks. So yeah, I would like, oh, let me, I'm going to try to get a cookie dough protein bar or whatever. And I won't miss anything. Right. But it's always a disappointment. Then you have it. And you're like, damn, that sucks. Yeah. These protein <laughs> and then you, or you end up eating five of them. Right. And so it's like, okay, yeah, well, well, I should have had cookies. Yeah. You, well, yeah. So, uh, so for me, yeah, eventually when I found, you know what, there's a reason a lot of people eat chicken and rice and are successful because it. It a doesn't leave me wanting to eat more. It fills me up. I feel satisfied enough, but not to where I want to. Yeah, keep binging on it. So yeah, that's where I landed. Um, but it took some failure in trying different approaches. You know, kind of trying that uh, meal plan recipe approach. But it was just overwhelming and exhausting. Yeah. Right. It wasn't sustainable for me. So it's funny when people are like, I don't know how you eat such and such all the time. I need variety. And in my head, I'm like, you know, I was. A, literally there so i don't even say oh well, you shouldn't think that way because i used to think that way so but that's where it does take experiment now it, as a coach we try to fast forward people you know and we'll yeah well i'll tell people like look like this is where you're going to end up probably you can go ahead and hey i recommend you just go here now and skip all the some other stuff people, but, have, people have to go through it you know unfortunately people have to go through it, yep you know because we've learned i mean we've learned a lot of lessons we've definitely not learned every lesson but um you know, it's part of having a coach is like we have been through it and we have seen a lot of it and we do try to fast forward people so they don't have to make the, the same mistakes we did and maybe waste the time that we did, but still a lot of it's self-exploration and seeing for yourself and, you know, that's, we understand that, yeah. but, you know, we're always going to try our, try our best to mm-hmm. impart all of the, uh, the lessons we've learned along the way. Yeah. So then another principle 
and and we'll go ahead and get away from the traditional like super sciencey principles of mm-hmm. like well we started with it because it is the linchpin of you know calorie deficit oh for sure it's the biggest thing that, um, that matters for the most but part. some other principles that we've seen just working with people of different methods and and overall that's required is typically everyone that succeeds ends up they do ha- kind of handle prepare most of their meals and we'll, we'll even tie in with that like controlling your food environment right so at some point you need you know realize when you go out to eat even if you're going to a quote-unquote like healthy place like you're still not in control in any restaurant they're they're a business right and their number one goal is going to be to to make money to be profitable which requires food to taste great and let's be honest like i mean we'll we'll, let's take chicken and rice right so it's very lean uh Anything you add to it will, will make it taste better, right? So, like, you know, and that means more calories, right? Because calorie density is what tastes amazing. So, if you take chicken and rice, and but then, let, hey, let's go ahead and cook the chicken in oil. Mm. Um, and then let's add, like, a, a sauce, yeah, right? Now, literally, amazing. the oil and sauce are both more calories. and it's But it's going to taste better. So, if you're a restaurant, what are you going to sell more of, like, the plain, plain chicken, chicken and rice, and rice. <laughs> or the, you know, cooked in sauce, fried, sauced up, um, chicken and rice, you know? And then that's the problem with on the surface, people will be like, oh, chicken and rice, it's healthy. But in actuality, then that dish, when it's all sauced up and the way it's cooked could triple the calories, mm-hmm. right? So at the end of the day, um, you can't really rely or depend on eating out. I mean, there's, so there's ways around it, you know, like you'll have to basically make the rest of your day, like very low calories and, and to make room, a buffer for that restaurant meal. But yeah, if you're eating out all the time, um, you're going to be in not, trouble. You're not in control. You know? And that's actually where, and even this isn't as ideal, but we have like fast food places do have an advantage because they are super systemized. So yeah. you can, you can be more, con- so if you like, you, I don't care. I have to, I'm going to eat at Chick-fil-A twice a day. Well, then you can eventually say, get used to having the same meals so like you could have like you know a chicken sandwich for lunch and then know that it's going to be consistent and adjust from there but ultimately you have to control your own food environment which is going to mean going grocery shopping preparing most of your meals and um that's going to be a huge basically like principle yeah now whether you're doing keto diet whether you're doing uh whole 30 diet whether you do you know, counting your macros, counting your calories. Like it all works. Um, people who are successful with all those pr- approaches typically prepare their own food majority of the time. And yeah. like Will actually is more, more than me. Like he he probably just simply enjoys like cooking more and trying oh, different yeah. things. Um, but still, but you, most of my meals are you have a regular rotation, right? Yeah. So we have like, you know, I'll say I mean even more so lately, you know, probably like three meals that we eat. And they get rotated, like, leftovers get eaten for lunch, you know? So, for the most part, we're only eating a couple meals, and I have protein and yogurt for my breakfast. However, like, we do enjoy cooking, like, on the weekend. You know, we'll have something that's a little more fun to make and a little more intricate, and it's going to be more calorie-dense. But most of our meals are just super simple, you know? And we, we do, you know, save the, we'll say, fun meals for, you know, a Friday or Saturday night or whatever, but... Yeah. yeah, I mean, most of it, yeah, we get a little bit creative during the week, but it's overall the same stuff 
Yeah. So yeah, once you day. so once you know, well, you need to get in a calorie deficit, which means eating less, right? So then, after those principles, you just what we would ask you to do differently is avoid the all or nothing approach. That's a yes. problem with most of these these diets, right? Is they're so extreme, like you you're literally turning the page from one day to another, and you're asking yourself to eliminate so much stuff that it's always going to be extreme, which means you're you know, you're more likely to fail and then just end up where you were before. So just take a slower approach, take smaller habit changes, right? For a lot of people, yeah, if you're going to do any diet, but you're used to not even grocery shopping on a weekly basis and preparing your own food, like those in and of themselves are, are very drastic changes in habits, right? It's not just... And people don't think about them like that. Yeah. It's not just that you're eliminating carbs. It's also that oh, well, you also need to start grocery shopping with the list. And you have to buy different foods that you you're maybe to, not used yep, to. And then you may have to cook. And if you're not used to cooking, you have to learn to cook um, or learn to prepare. You know, even just the way you store and prepare the food could be a new challenge and habit. Yeah. Um, so give yourself some grace. And instead of being like, I'm doing the whole 30, realize what you just and start. And change your entire life. Exactly. And, so and set yourself one day. up for success and say, I'm... So saying I'm doing whole 30, say I'm going grocery shopping once a week, right? And yep. then start with that. And then I'm going to prepare and plan. And then maybe I'm going to have a, a, you know, a meal along the method, just one meal a day I'm going to work on. Uh, and then eventually two or three, but don't try to do it all at once and change everything in your life. Because it sounds good and it's really exciting. Yeah, it always is. You're like, oh, I got this plan, and I'm gonna do all these things, and it's gonna be great. And it's easy to be excited. Yeah, and then you start to do it, and you're like, damn, this is a lot. Yep. Or one thing derails you, you know, and then boom, it's all completely out the window. Whereas if you just get used to grocery shopping, you're probably gonna make it a habit to grocery shop every week, mm-hmm. and then that's not gonna fall apart. And then you add a little more as time goes on, and then. You know, when something bad does happen, all of those are so established as habits that it doesn't doesn't shake you like it would if, you know, you put all this on your plate and then it all falls off when one thing happens, basically. Yeah. And really, I guess what we're getting at is um, make your, yeah, make your own diet, right? Like, yeah. so take pieces of other stuff and, but notice like, you know what? Yeah, I don't want to eliminate all carbs, but look at your day and be honest. Yeah. If you were eating, uh a sugary coffee drink and a sandwich for lunch and spaghetti for dinner. Well, maybe you could just switch. Maybe you could add some protein to the spaghetti and eat less pasta. So now you, you could, you're lowering your calories and increasing the satiety since protein uh, is more satiating, right? Mm-hmm. So now that meal may be more satisfying for less calories. You didn't have to do some extreme diet. You didn't have to change everything. You just shifted the, just, the amounts yeah. of the food. You know, and just start like that. Because remember, the goal is not to be some on some religious uh, diet that, that is your identity, uh, it's to maybe lose a few pounds, and right? feel good, and that's it. And yeah, f- to look better, feel better, move better, be healthier. Th- those are the outcomes. So who, why tie ourselves to something um, extreme when you can just literally, what if you change that one meal and start losing weight? Like, why would you need to change anything else if that's what you, you know, if that's what's working? Yeah, and I think it comes down to trying to do Really, the goal should be, like, how do I do the least amount of work and get the most out of it? I'm not saying, like, be lazy and cut corners or anything like that. But, like, 
you know, instead of changing everything and putting all this effort into a million things, like you could literally just, you know, make more meatballs for your spaghetti. That's it. And, you know, do that every day. And that's doesn't seem like a lot. And it's not very exciting, I guess. But um, it works. And that's, you know, that's the goal to find something that works. And I think if you go into it seeking excitement or a, you know, I don't know, a exciting um, moment or something like that, like you're just going into it for the wrong reason. You know, the goal is just to make change within yourself so that you feel better. And it's not to, you know, make it feel like you won a championship or something like that. Because if you're always chasing that, like you're never going to hit it, period. You know, we see that a lot. People chase, you know, numbers and, um, you know, numbers on the scale or body fat percentage and they get there and they're like, damn, I feel the same. Um, So if you're always chasing that, it's just not going to work. So just, you know, go into it wanting to just change yourself a little bit. And that's, that's it. Period. So again, starting off, kicking off 2021, your 2021 diet, you know, just realize that there's just a few key principles and that everything that you're sold, all these different things, don't get overwhelmed by them. They're just different methods. And that ultimately the best method would be the one that you create, you know, for your lifestyle, for your goals, for your situation, for your preferences. And it may change. Uh, give, give yourself, uh, allow yourself grace for it to change so that you, no, you never have to feel like, oh, I failed X, Y, Z, yeah. right? There's no failing. It's like we have to eat yep. forever until you die. You're going to have to eat something. So you're just making it work for you, right? Like, yeah, and it, it'll it, change as time goes on. Your evolves. taste changes. Your, yep. your lifestyle changes. The amount of work you want to put into, say, cooking changes. Yeah. You realize you're always on a diet. Like what you eat is your, is your diet. diet. Yeah. So it's not on and off. It's just like, this is what I eat. Yeah. And that can change and will change. And it's fine. You know? So don't feel like you have to tie yourself to it. Um, yeah. And if you've tried something and failed multiple times over and over, I would say maybe do something a little bit different. You know? If you always do low carb, you're like, oh, I've been successful with it. But you've done it five times and gained all the weight back. Like, yeah, I wouldn't call that yeah. a success. That's a lesson to learn in that, well, what did I like about it? But what can I change going forward so that maybe I'm more um, consistent with it and it's more sustainable. Um, so look at those as, as lessons and not, you know, always wanting to go back to how things were because, well, your life has changed clearly because you can't keep that up anymore. And, you know, you need something different in the moment. Yeah. And then uh, before we sign off, close out, I had a good question that ties in well uh, from jmay225 on Instagram. He asked tips for guys burning out with training after 10 years of training. Well, or 10 plus of training years. So, you know, we'll tie that in with, you know, this kind of new year because a lot of times people mentally hype themselves up this time of year, which I would actually say is part of the problem. Yeah. It's hard to tell from your question if this is more of like actual this, if you're talking about mental or physical burnout, because it's kind of two separate things. Probably, I would say it's probably mental. After 10 years. Yeah. So if it's physical, it's, and, and also mental, I, I, actually the answer I would give kind of ties into both of them. You know, a lot of people try to do too much, right? And if, if this is, like we just said, a lifestyle thing, you need to find a baseline that's sustainable, you know? And if, and I actually you have used this example before, whenever I try to train six days a week, I burn out, you know, phys- you know, 
always uh, mentally bef before physically. Uh, but yeah, mentally, I'm just not as excited to go train as much. Same. Um, you know, so ev even if that technically, say, would for my for physical reasons was more ideal, it's not because I, I can't maintain it. I lose the joy. Yeah, and for a lot um, of people, you stop showing up. If you I, lose I, burn, I burn out, yeah. right? So, uh, you know, the answer is probably like, well, look, look at what you're currently doing and ask yourself if you can cut back somewhere, right? Whether it's less, maybe shorter workouts or less frequency during the week, you know, you have to find, you know, an amount that feels sustainable and enjoyable. And then the other thing with that, I would say is what kind of, um, pressure are you putting on working out like to be in your life, you yep. know, cause ultimately people kind of put it. On a pedestal? On a pedestal too much to where it's like, you know, and this isn't fun or exciting, but it's the truth and it works for me, is it needs to be like brushing your teeth. Yep. Right? Like how, I mean, no one's out here like, you know what? I'm not motivated to brush my teeth you just and, do it. And, and looking for like, oh, you know, they, you just do it. Right? And obviously it's not the best example because it takes two minutes a day. Yeah. Um, but it's still a habit you do every day that's just part of your Exactly. Life. And we just do it because we should. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, like, yeah, unless you have a physical, a naturally physical lifestyle and job or something, yeah, you're going to need to replicate movement yep. and physicalness somehow in your life, which is exercise, right? So if you're burning out, just tone it, tone, dial it back, mm -hmm. you know, and precision nutrition does a good job. Uh, I love their analogy of the light switch. Like, don't make it a light switch, make it a dial. Yep. You know, Dim it so down. up and down. If you're at this like brink of... I'm not motivated. I'm burnt out. Well, you don't have to turn it off. <laughs> you don't have to stop. You shouldn't yeah, stop. Just, just turn it down a little bit. Dial it back, right? So, I don't know. You're doing four or five days a week, and you think about it all the time, and you go 100% all out every workout. Um, then, you know what? Maybe go two times a week for 30 minutes, like, and then recover, and then all of a sudden, you might feel more excited and better about yeah. it. Uh, and it's okay just to dial it back. It's okay to do less. You know, it's okay... You know, you, you watch Instagram and see the elite of everything. Yeah, they're going to do the most, right? But it's okay just to do a little bit. Yeah. Right? Like, just like cooking. Like, I'm fine with, I'm not going to be a five-star world-class chef. I, I just want to be able to do enough to be sufficient, right? To be able to feed myself, mm -hmm. right? It's okay to exercise and work out just enough to prevent obesity and prevent, um, you know, physical I'm thinking of the word I want degeneration. To say, I want to say dead, <laughs> dead degradation. You know, like it was my first time talking. That's what my mind was telling me was dead degradation, and I was like, "That's not right." That's not Through my eyes, I was looking at Will, like, "Save me!" And he got it. I got you, baby. He, he got the word. I think. Um, I think another thing too that you see, especially with how I guess number focused a lot of people are, is that you know people get sucked into you know. More like powerlifting style stuff. People chase the big three. They want to have a 700-pound deadlift or whatever it may be. And what ends up happening is it's never enough. You know, like, oh, I hit my goal. I, I did a, you know, 500-pound squat. Well, I mean, that was cool, but, like, I'll be happy when I get to 600. And it's just this constant treadmill of always chasing a number that you're never, ever going to be happy with. And it, it takes a mindset shift, I think, of not expecting to always, you know, be lifting heavier weights over time, period. Like, you're going to hit a point where, you know, something's got to give, um, and to get to, say, you know, 600, like, that might, you know, cost you a, I don't know, an ACL or, or whatever, you know. Or, 
and you could simply scale back and be like, I'm going to work on form and then get back to 600, but with better form. Yeah. You know, there's, so if you can find different things to exactly. chase. Exactly. But if you're always just gung ho towards a number goal, it's, it's generally not going to end very well. And if you feel like you've been doing that for a long time, just shift gears, you know, train a tiny bit different, or at least have a different mindset than you used to do everything very well. Make sure everything feels good. Your joints feel good. Are they beat up? Um, are you, you know, hitting extra reps for the sake of, you know, getting stronger, but paying for it the next day when you can barely walk. Um, so things like that are, are good to examine and just take some awareness though, and checking in with, you know, what do I do and how do I feel doing it? And if, you know, it's not good, then something in your current routine needs to change a little bit. Yeah. So hopefully that helps. Would I you- hope so. With you 10 plus year burnout, folks. 10 plus years. Hey, if you made it this this far, you'll be all right. Yeah, I mean, if you make it 10 years, you're doing okay. Just, yep. yeah, just keep going. Just hit your daily, hit your daily movement. Have fun. That's the other thing. It's like, you have to enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, period, then there's no point. So. Yep. Be glad you can move. Yeah. You're just, that's all you're doing is celebrating. Celebrate it, baby. What you're capable of. All right. That's episode 61. First one of the year. 2020. We'll, we'll be back weekly. What do we say next week was going to be? Nothing. I mean, we, you we know, didn't make anything. and We could lie to the people. Say, oh, we got the next 52 weeks planned out. We have all of them planned out. The whole entire year but, is on a calendar. Calendars uh, don't work for us. You know, you know how we like to tell? <laughs> by the feedback we get. Yeah, holler at yeah. us. And, we're, you know, working with clients, we'll, we'll get a good, great question or great situation scenario. And it gives us idea. But, yeah, always, always hit us up. Yeah, let us know. It's been a, a weird year, but... We're at the point where, you know, that's how things are right now. So we need to be able to adjust. So if you guys are having any trouble or you have some great solutions, you know, those are also welcome too. Like you don't have to have a question. You can say, hey, I had great success with this, you know, during, you know, quarantine and, you know, things being a little bit different or working from home. And like, that's helpful for us too, to, to be able to share that kind of thing. So yeah, any feedback, just let it rip. All right, everyone. Holla back. Bye. As always, thanks for listening, guys. If you want to learn more, check us out at CoastalFitnessVA.com or GaryDeagle.com. We'll see you next time.